This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. And a very dear friend of mine, him and I go way back from my time when I was covering the Miami Dolphins, um, Armando Salguero, you can find him at outkick.com. Fox News was with the Miami Herald for a number of years. So, Armando, so great to have you on with us. Thank you so much. How are you doing this afternoon? I'm doing great, Anita. Still uh, doing some hurricane cleanup, but other than that, all good. Yeah. Um, and 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 you and I, you and I actually, I knew we both went through Hurricane Andrew. We were covering the Miami Dolphins, and uh, and and went through Hurricane Andrew. So uh, just just as as catastrophic, if not more, um, as uh, as as this one was, right? Well, yeah, I mean, that one <laughs> that one was a, a Cat 5, and it hit South Florida, and luckily not a direct hit to where I was living, but a lot of people had their lives changed down in Homestead uh, that year in the early 90s. This one, Ian, cut across the state, hit Fort Myers really bad in Fort Myers, cut across the state and then went out the other side. So it affected a lot of people as well, obviously not as hard in central Florida, but really hard on the West coast. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I, I want to turn our attention to what's going on with, uh, with the Miami dolphins. Again, a team that's very near and dear to you that you've covered for several years. And, and let's rewind before we, we move forward. And that is, I was shocked. I will use the word shocked that Tua came back and played in that Buffalo Bills game. I, I know the reports were it's back and neck. It was it wasn't a head injury, and and I feel like that that hit that he took that push was on a loop yesterday because obviously it was the big story. But if you you know it it doesn't meet the eye test a back or a neck. You know what meets the eye test when you look at that video, Armando is a head injury is a concussion that's what meets the eye test you know share with us what were your feelings when you first heard uh that Tua was going to come back and continue to play against the Buffalo Bills well you're absolutely right uh the optics of it were were weird in that when Matt Milano pushes Tua Tungavailoa back his head basically bounces off the grass at Hard Rock Stadium he gets up, he kind of like does one of those cartoon shaking of the head things where it's like, oh, and then he takes two steps and then he kind of starts to reel and goes down to his knee um, until a couple of teammates like grab him on either side and, and you know, straighten him up. And obviously everyone in the stadium, everyone that was watching the game, understood or at least thought this is a head injury this is a likely concussion and that's the reason the dolphins say that they took him into the blue tent the medical tent 
on the sideline and then took him into the locker room to have, you know, the unaffiliated neurologist and the team doctors look at him and decide whether indeed he had concussion symptoms. That's where it gets a little murky because in those tests, he was cleared for concussion symptoms. Um, And, you know, once you're cleared, it's up to the team whether to put you back in or not. They were playing the Buffalo Bills, which, you know, they were both undefeated at the time. It's a, it's a game for the, you know, for the lead in the AFC East. And the Dolphins decided he's cleared, he's good to go, he's playing. And he played, and he won the game. The Dolphins won the game. He did his media, you know, stuff afterward. Uh, he practiced to whatever degree the Dolphins practiced on a short week prior to a Thursday night game. Uh, he did interviews then, and then came Thursday night, and that was terrible. To, to say the least. Um, you know, so, so in, in the doc, like, for example, like the the Giants medical staff is probably the most conservative. I I from what I understand in my time, as you know, I, I worked for the organization, part of their broadcast team for quite a while. The Giants broadcast team uh, or, or medical staff is one of the most conservative in the NFL. Where would you rank the Miami Dolphins medical staff? Well, I mean. Uh... I don't know that I've ever thought about ranking medical staffs. Clearly, clearly, they, and it wasn't just them, by the way. Remember, uh, concussions are looked at by an unaffiliated NFL, NFLPA approved uh, neurologist who is on hand for every matter like this. And that person, cleared to a tongue of Iloa of uh, head and uh, concussion, you know, issues at the Buffalo game. So I, I got to tell you the I know that there's an NFL PA investigation and so forth. They're not going to find that the dolphins fudged the test. They're not going to find that somehow they, they, tied up the unaffiliated guy in a closet and put Tua Tungavailoa back in the game with a concussion. That's not what is going to be found. That team is very comfortable with what uh, it did based on the information that it had. And, oh, by the way, uh, the player wanted to come back in the game as well. And the question is, once that happens, do they hold him out for the Thursday night game? And did what happened on Sunday, for whatever reason and to whatever degree, even if it wasn't a bona fide concussion, did that affect how Tua Tungavailoa reacted and was able to, uh, you know, deal with the the hit, the sack? that he suffered on on Thursday night. That's the question that really, I think, has to be asked. And 
based on everyone's so-called opinion, you know, uh, a lot of people are saying, no, they should have held him out. But that's an opinion. That's an abstract, you know, situation where everybody suddenly becomes a neurologist, except that the actual neurologist cleared him. And, you know, there, there's where the problem lies. The optics are terrible. It looks bad. It, it obviously, Tua now is indeed in the concussion protocol, and he's unlikely to play against the New York Jets when the Dolphins play next. Um, and so that's the issue. But I will say to you, optics don't make a, a medical evaluation. Again, Armando Sogaro joining us here on 98.7 ESPN. Okay, so a few questions. Um, was Did Tua practice all, and, and again, it was just four days, right? Like, and, and what kind of practice was that? Did you have a chance to interview him? Did he seem like himself? Right, so generally NFL teams, when they play on Sunday and then they need to come back for a Thursday night, they don't. They do a lot of walking, walking through. Um, they don't go through a full on practice because their bodies just are not ready to recover in time for that. So there's that. He did participate, and uh, on a couple of them, on a limited basis, in what the walkthroughs were. Having said that, he did all of his media, you know, his media responsibilities i think anyone who tuned in uh before the the amazon prime broadcast saw that former teammate ryan fitzpatrick who is now part of the pregame show for amazon um you know he he visited with him as a member of the media the two guys those two guys hung out for two hours at one point tua is playing the ukulele and Fitz is playing the ukulele, and they're singing together. So I'm not sure that that is the picture of a guy dealing with a concussion prior to the game. Um, he, it, according to the head coach, Mike McDaniel, he talked to him all the time. They went through the entire game plan. There was at one point, a 15-word um, call that they were going to make in this game, and Tua had no issues making any of those calls. And so their point is, hey, you know what? He did everything that he would otherwise do because we don't believe and the doctors don't believe that he had any sort of uh, head trauma, and the evidence was all of this that we're telling you about. Now, again, <laughs> that changes in the face of what happened Thursday, and that clearly was a, a concussion. But as Mike McDaniel has said, look, I have a relationship with this guy. He, we're tied at the hip. The last thing I would want to do is to play him if it somehow has 
repercussions and dangers of affecting him throughout his life, not the season, his life. Um, and so until someone can prove otherwise, it's hard to say, no, you're wrong. It looked bad. And so therefore you're wrong. Uh, you know, someone, there's going to be an investigation. Good luck finding, you know, wrongdoing when there's an unaffiliated guy appointed by uh, appointed and approved by the NFL and the NFLPA who cleared Tua. Interesting. Armando Salguero joining us here on 98.7 ESPN has been covering the Miami Dolphins for quite a while. Um, so, so really what you're saying, okay, is that bad optics in how Tua reacted to the to to the it wasn't even a tackle the shove the push because he's saying that it was a back a back or a neck but he didn't grab his back Armando he didn't grab his neck okay he shook his head uh, so 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 you know does not meet the eye test in regard to a back or neck injury it does meet the eye test in regard to some type of cerebral injury based on his reaction after he got shoved down to the ground so there's that. And then compounded by the hit that he took in this past game, and then of course being you know the reaction with his hands and 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 just how horrific that was to watch. So you're just so at the end of the day, without I know this isn't the phrase that I want to use at this point in time, but really it was the perfect storm in regard to bad optics, and and, and really that's that's what you're saying. Right? Yeah. No, I. <laughs> I wouldn't use the perfect storm right now. Yeah, either. I know. I know. I don't want to use that, but <laughs> I just did. Um, but, but really, I, I mean, but Armando, I, I mean, it's really, it's really what you're saying is that really, this is just a matter of bad optics that, un, that, 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 no, that, it, it, that worked its way into a series of unfortunate events that transpired on Thursday night against Cincinnati that led to now this. Right. And you got to understand the NFLPA spoke up about, uh, you know, Tua's situation prior to the Thursday night game. There was an investigation called for and uh, being prepared prior to Tua actually suffering a concussion in the, uh, in the Thursday night game. So their issue was primarily the Sunday afternoon game. And, uh, what I think is ultimately going to happen is that there are loopholes in the concussion protocol in that, you know, if, if a guy shows no symptoms, he's allowed to come back in the game. Sometimes I think people are, are looking at stuff and your eyes aren't lying to you. And it looks like he had, uh, a head injury or a head trauma. And so even if he is okay symptomatically, perhaps he needs to be, you know, uh, kept out of the game. That's the, that is the loophole. Uh, if you're asymptomatic, you're allowed to come in back in the game, regardless of how hard, how hard the, the hit was, regardless of how bad it looked um that's what we're really talking about here 
the the doctor cleared him of symptoms. And so he's back in the game. Uh, and, and we can, I'm, I'm assuming we can anticipate that he's not going to play for at least next week, if not a few weeks, correct? Well, I, you know, the Dolphins are saying no timetable on, on his return. The idea is be 100% and be 100% certain that he is good. And he's been run through MRIs, CT scans, X-rays, and I, I assume he will continue to be for the next, you know, few days or weeks. Um, I don't know if that means he misses one game, two games, more games. Um, it, I would say to you that the expectation of him playing against the Jets the next time the Dolphins play, which is not tomorrow, obviously, but next Sunday at the Meadowlands, uh, is very unlikely. But the Dolphins haven't said that. Armando, thank you so much for spending so much time with us on this Saturday afternoon and, uh, and getting us more in the know in regard to uh, all the things that transpired. I so appreciate you, my friend. Uh, be safe. Uh, glad that uh, the storm did not affect you um, too much. Always great to talk to you, Anita. You got it. Armando Salguero joining us here on 90.70 ESPN. A lot to unpack, a lot to digest, a lot to discuss. 800-919-3776. We'll be right back. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Uh, again, we just had Armando on. Does not seem like two is going to be quarterbacking. Looks like it more than likely is going to be Teddy Bridgewater. Um, presented by Atlantic Health System. Lock in your seats at nyjets.com slash tickets. 800-919-3776. Let's get your calls. Let's go to Joe in Connecticut. Joe, welcome in. Hey, Anita, thanks for taking the call. You know, uh, I totally agree with you. The eye test was concussion all, all the way. 
But all I kept hearing from the athletes all day long yesterday is how on instinct alone and stuff like that, they could make themselves look normal. And then Chris Canty said something really interesting. I don't know how, you know, he said that when they take the baseline test, they they try and score low. So when they have the concussion or get dinged up, the results don't don't really show up. I don't know how true that is, but it kind of exonerates the independent neurologist if it's true, don't you think? Yeah, I've heard I've heard that before, by the way. Um, so, uh, and and thanks for the phone call, Joe. I I missed Chris Canty's comments yesterday, unfortunately, but um, but I, I've heard that before from from a number of 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 players. How typically what they like to do is you know. <laughs> not not have a um exceptional baseline test so that if they do have a concussion then uh it, it's 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 nothing tremendous to be examined against or compared to I should say did Tua do that I don't know I'm sure he wanted to come back in and play as Armando said both these teams were undefeated um it's the Buffalo Bills it's it's for the division lead I, you know, I would expect nothing less from from an athlete. Let's go to Al. Al, welcome in. Hey, Anita. Thanks for taking the call. I, I, I can't believe what Armando said, that they haven't even said he's not going to play. I, I, I will say this. You can't leave the decision on whether a player is going to play to the people mm-hmm. who are making money. You can't leave it to the owners, the coach. They want to win. The player himself, he's playing for another contract. He wants to come back in. There's no way anybody looking at that Buffalo game saw Tua and didn't think he had a concussion. How could you not think he had? A, he didn't have a concussion? How could you not? And then they let him back in, and then they let him play in this game. Like, it needs to be like boxing, where you stagger like that or you get knocked out, you're out for at least a month until we clear you. Automatic, no decision, no doctor. Like, no, the the players, the players' association too is full of crap. That little statement they put out, like, were they really looking out for the player? Because if it was my opinion, if they saw that Buffalo game, they would have. If they were looking out for the player, they should have insisted he wasn't going to play, no matter what. That's Al, what so- I had to say. Yeah, Al, solid call. You know, again, I think there's, I think there's, there's a lot to unpack here, right? We just heard from Armando; he just shared with you. It wasn't just the Miami doctors who examined and said that Tua was a okay to return, but it was also it was an outside party who is at every game, who also makes a decision to make sure that the NFLPA, the players, uh, that their best interest is is being served. Could Tua have lowballed his baseline test so that it was hard to um, really make the comparison to say, whoa, he's not okay? Possibly. Would Tua ever admit that? Absolutely not. You know, but again, you know, the, 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 the eye test tells you, tells anyone that it was some type of head injury that he suffered in the Buffalo game. But yet again, we just had Armando on who said that the Dolphins doctors and an outside doctor, an outside interest cleared to it to come back and play. Let's go to Mel in New Jersey. Mel, you're up. 
Hey, Anita, good afternoon. So I hear I heard people talk about the hit all week long. You know, I even heard somebody say it was a suplex, like a uh, over-the-back suplex. Where I, then I looked at the hit, you know, and I see that it looked like the defender is coming one way and Tua is trying to run another way, and it looked like that's their momentum, how he'll swing them around. And, you know, I look at it like if it was Josh Allen. Josh Allen is a big guy. And if those two are running two separate ways, then if he want to get the tackle, I feel like, yeah, he got to kind of do that. So I don't think the hit was as bad as people make it seem. But what's your opinion? Do you think it was a terrible hit or, you know, a dirty hit? No, I don't I don't think it was a dirty hit. Who's saying it was a dirty hit? I, I'm I not going to throw the person's name out. But he did say he, he suplexed him like a wrestling move. No, I don't. I, I, I don't. And Mel, thanks for the phone call. I, I, I don't. I, I didn't. When I saw that, I wasn't like, "Ooh, that was a dirty hit." I was like, "Whoa, he slammed him to the ground." That's football. <laughs> That's football, man. That's what you sign up for. So, no, I, I don't think it was a dirty hit. I, I was just, I, I just think it's an unfortunate series of events in regard to what took place in the Buffalo game, and then how it played out. The other night, Thursday night against Cincinnati, that you know, I I think led to where we are right now. And as Armando said, like you know, the NFLPA could come in and do all the investigating they want. There was an outside source, along with the well, along with the Dolphin medical staff, who cleared uh, Tua to 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 play. And it's interesting. He said that you know in, in the pregame show, and you know you had uh, Fitzpatrick there, and, and they were he was playing the ukulele with with Tua. I'll tell you what, I've I've and, and not that I'm sitting here comparing my my athletic life to a professional athlete's um, of a, a football player, of an NFL male football player. It's not what I'm doing, but I will tell you that I've experienced a ton of concussions, and. You, the last thing I want to do is play a ukulele. It, what I want to do is lay in my bed with all the all the blinds down, no light in my home, my cell phone off, no sound, nothing, and just sleep. And when I am up, you know, you're you're dazed and confused. You know, I mean. You know, there's, there's I've I've suffered a concussion where weeks after the concussion, I had to keep a notepad by my door, logging when I walked my dogs, and what did they do? Did they do number one, number two? Did they do both? Where did I park my car? I have to keep my keys in a bowl right in the front because I'll forget. Whoa, where did I where did I put my car keys? So. The last thing you're doing is playing a ukulele. (laughs) That's for sure. Quick break. We come back. Cynthia Freeland from the NFL Network joins us. What are her thoughts on Tua? And uh, let's talk about the Giants. Let's talk about the Jets. We're already 90 minutes into the show. We haven't done either yet. Getting you ready for week four of the NFL season. Zach Wilson, his, his debut for the season. What are your expectations? Tommy in Connecticut, I see you. You want to talk fantasy. I'll get your call as well. So hang tight. Anita Marks with you. 90.7 ESPN. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people. 
and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the Icon of Vacations. Icon of the Seas, arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Uh, my family survived the storm down in Florida. Um, That's good. Yeah. So I uh, was, was concerned. My sister lives in Orlando. My brother, my aunt, my, my stepmother all live in like St. Augustine and in, in, in Jacksonville. So um have some friends who live in, in Fort Myers. Unfortunately, they lost everything, but thank goodness they have insurance. Oh yeah. So crazy, crazy yeah, time in that's, Florida. That's wild. Yeah. Really wild. But, uh, but let's, I just had Armando Salguero on, uh, who, who has covered the dolphins forever in a day and, uh, and kind of gave us the inside scoop. Not, not that it's a scoop. I shouldn't call it a scoop. Just, just inside information in regard to like all, all that transpired, right? Like, and, and just a really Cliff Notes version here. Uh, dolphin doctors examined Tua in that Buffalo game. An outside um, staff um, who's at, you know, of course, they've, they've got ones at every game um, examined Tua. And so across the board, he was, he was cleared to come back and play in that Buffalo game. Now, could he have low-balled his baseline test? like a number of the players do that you and I both know that they do do. That's a possibility. Will, will Tua ever admit that? Probably not. Um, but, you know, with that being said, you know, at the end of the day, my conversation with him is really bad optics in the Buffalo game that then was taken to a whole nother level, uh, of, of course, on Thursday night in what we saw with Tua in the Cincinnati game. A, I'm curious to get your thoughts. Also, what are you hearing and what do you know about the investigation and, and what's happening moving forward? You know, the funny part is I don't, you know, look, I, I know about as much as everyone else in terms of, you know, they don't give us anything extra at the NFL Network because it, it, it's, you know, no one's trying to hide anything, right? So it's unfolding real time. So it's the same information given to ESPN or given to NFL Network, et cetera. So, you know, it's, it's an unfortunate situation all the way around. And, it's, you know, the only thing we can do right now is kind of learn from it and figure out how to do better going forward. I think that you've seen a lot of people. I, I know our friend Stefania Bell is talking to, you know, the chief medical officer, Alan Sills, today on SportsCenter. I didn't, I didn't get a chance to see it yet. But, you know, I think that as more conversations come out, you know, obviously he wasn't, he wasn't a part of examining Tua. So I don't know how that was all, how that all worked. And I just hope Tua is okay. And, you know, it was a very scary response. And we have to all remember two reminders this week, you brought up both of them, like natural disasters and our health, like what really matters and the priorities. So 
it's just tricky because I don't, I don't have any more information than anyone else. And I, it's just, it's not a great situation overall, right? There's just no, there's no way to understand it until we know what the information is. Okay. Wait, you, you had me at, so, so the, the head, um, trainer, the head doctor at, with, with the dolphins did not examine Tua? I don't know. I, I don't know any of it. I just know that in terms of who's been on the air, we've seen, you know, this, the chief medical officer for the entire NFL. I'm sure the head Dolphins person did. I don't know anything other than what, you know, what everyone else knows, right? Like, so I've just been watching the interviews, and I'm saying that the, Dr. Alan Sills, the, the chief medical officer for the, the entire NFL, did not examine him, which is what he's been saying oh, on TV. okay, okay, okay. I, I, mis- I, I misunderstood you. Mm-hmm. I, I thought you were no, saying, no, no, like, no. the chief guy for the Dolphins – didn't didn't no, examine no, no, him. No, no. He's got okay. NFL, like the NFL. Yep. Got it. Got it. Um. So it will it will be interesting to see um how this this all unfolds. Um. Uh. Let, let's let's focus let's let's focus on on the games and the players that are going to be active uh, this coming Sunday and and probably the biggest story here in New York is of course uh, Zach Zach Wilson getting his uh, his season Woo! debut right in Pittsburgh. Um, lackluster offensive line with, of course, some more injuries. And um, um, what what are your expectations for Zach Wilson and this Jets team heading into this game against the Pittsburgh Steelers? By the way, the Pittsburgh Steelers are favored by three and a half. The over-under is at 41 and a half. Yeah, I think the the thing I'm most looking forward to in this, well, luckily, let's just you know start with the, the good part, right? T.J. Watt not being there is very helpful because the O-line has been letting Joe Flacco down. So, you know, I, I wouldn't expect them to be any different, right? So without TJ Watts, even though this is a very strong defensive front, it's still, it's a plus, it's a plus column in the, for the Jets. So, I mean, I, I would expect to see kind of what I've been seeing from the other quarterbacks, including Tua, which was conservative game plans to start the game to really establish flow and be able to help the quarterback identify what defenses he's seeing. So some motions, things that, you know, give the quarterback a little bit of a tip off if it's, zone versus man etc and then start off with with those shorter passes get a rhythm going and then add some strategic deep passes when they make sense and that's I think that that would be the smartest thing and I think that that's a good start especially because if you look at what the Steelers defense is susceptible to they rank you know not very highly 28th I believe against the pass and I think 25th against the run so there are opportunities here to create short gains to set up manageable third and, and or second downs, right? Yeah, abs- absolutely. Um, you know, th- this is a Steelers team offensively pretty anemic, right? Offensively, they've been struggling. Trubisky not playing behind a great offensive line, only averaging 4.3 yards per play. Um, here, here's my question to you. It's, it, it's evident Najee Harris is a shell of himself. He's only averaging 3.2 yards per carry. Where you got Jalen Warren. He comes in, boy, is he feisty, right? I mean, he comes in, you look at his stats last week, he's averaging seven yards a carry. I don't know why they don't, I mean, I, you know, the reports are that, that Najee's dealing with a foot issue. Is it a Liz Frank, whatever the But man, give Warren more than a touch or two. Give him like three set series and see what they can do. I feel that this has been really what's hampering this Pittsburgh Steelers offense is they haven't been able to get the run going. Therefore there is no thing. There's no such thing as play action uh, for Trubisky to rely on. What What are your thoughts about Warren and, and lackluster Najee Harris? 
I think it all starts with the offensive line. I mean, it, it does appear that Najee Harris is dealing with something. Um, you know, I, we, we don't know if he's out there. You never know if someone's out there, if they're out there at 100%, if they're out there at, you know, 52%, right? So it does appear that he's, he does not look like we have seen him look or like I believe he will look eventually. But I, I, do, think that, I do think that it's, you know, it's a little bit, when it comes to like, you know, a guy we've never seen and you sometimes get that like, I, I wouldn't rely on any running backs not named Najee Harris for too long, maybe a week here, a week there. But I don't necessarily think it's going to turn into like a Tony Pollard situation over there, at least not, at least not right away. Well, at least go to him for like, you know, I, I think what you said is correct. Like, go to him, give Najee a minute just to like heal. Uh, because I, I just, I, I don't know if, if, you know, he continues to run on this. I, I don't see it getting any better. Um, as for the Giants, um, unfortunate loss, of course, last week to Dallas. And now uh, Shepard is out. Who's Daniel Jones throwing the ball to? Let alone um, his, his offensive line and his protection has just been absolutely horrific. But going up against the Bears, uh, your, your thought your thoughts about this matchup, um, you've got a Giants team. They're only favored by two and a half. The over-under is at 38 and a half. And this is a Bears team. They haven't been able to do much offensively either. Part of me, I think the play here is the under at 38 and a half. What say you, Cynthia? I think both running backs, both lead running backs, Saquon Barkley and Khalil Herbert, because remember David Montgomery got hurt. I think both of them have very big days. I think that's part of why you see such a, I agree with you on maybe, you know, thinking about not a lot of points being scored because I don't think this is going to be a high pass volume game. So eat up some of the clock, make it a ball possession game. And I I think when I look to see where the Giants are deficient and where the Bears are deficient, it just feels like the plus for Saquon Barkley and Daniel Jones adds up a little bit more than the plus for whatever's going on with Justin Fields and that O-line and his ability to connect with receivers. They don't seem to be taking lots of passing attempts, obviously. So, you know, it's, it's, it feels like it's a bit more manageable of a defensive game plan for the Giants than they, than they saw last week. What do you, how, how do you think it, it, it plays out? Because here, here's another thing, Cynthia, and, and, and I want to get into this with Giants fans uh, when, when we, we sign off with you, 800-919-3776, is, you know, what what more can Daniel do to to prove that he's worthy of be, being given an opportunity with this organization to be the future at quarterback? I don't know very many quarterbacks who can be under as much pressure as he has been the most pressured quarterback in the NFL um, with with some of the best accuracy statistics so far in three weeks. Uh, so I, I'm I'm curious to get your thoughts on on you know what your perception has been of Daniel Jones and how you think this game play, plays out. Who do you think wins? I think the Giants win this game. And I, I guess I didn't realize people weren't giving Daniel Jones, Jones a chance, right? Like I thought he was kind of getting it. I don't know. So, you know, I think, I think that the O-line situation obviously has not been improved because you said it, he's the most pressured quarterback and I, and it would help out if you had some reliability at the wide receiving core I mean, you're paying some people a lot of money and they're maybe not doing very much. So that's very difficult. That's a difficult situation for any quarterback, let alone one who is adjusting to a new system and has performed very well in that system. But despite being, you know, under pressure all of the time. Yeah, all of the time. Um, you know, it, it's, it's interesting. I had a, a, a debate with a few people in regard to what is what's what's the best game on the slate this week? 
For me, it's Jacksonville going up against the Eagles. Why? Eagles are just have been just absolutely tremendous. And Jacksonville, I think, has been one of the best surprises so far this season. Top five, both offensively and defensively. Trevor Lawrence has been spectacular. Um, you know, five turnovers this defense has forced so far. I'm 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 probably looking forward most to that game. But you've got, of course, the Bills going up against the Ravens. You've got Kansas City going up against the Tampa Bay Bucks. What do you feel is the most intriguing? What do you feel is going to be the most entertaining matchup this week and this week this week's I, slate? I would have said the Bills at the Ravens, except I just looked at the weather and it looks like it's going to be like a rainy mess there. So it's maybe not going to be all the points that I was sort of expecting ahead of, you know, the weather report, which I'm keeping an eye on for sure. Tampa Bay and Kansas City, I would feel a little bit more excited about if Chris Godwin were playing or maybe, you know, it just it feels like they're missing some pieces for Tampa that are kind of important ones. And so maybe that one. But you know, I'm also trying to figure out who some of these teams are. Like, I'm, I, I know this isn't the most exciting game, but, like, are the Raiders going to win a game? Like, what are we doing here? Like, the, the Raiders have a horrible schedule, and Denver seems to be, is Russell Wilson going to start heating it up? You know, I think maybe – also, I think that, that, that it's going to be an interesting one. I don't know who the Colts or the Titans are, and they play each other too. So, I just – I'm trying to figure out – like, I do think, while it's maybe not the most sexiest games, I do think there's a lot of games this week that will help us determine, like, who in the heck are these teams? Yeah, and and because because of uh, you know the collective bargaining agreement and how little they practice and how little contact they have during training camp, now's now's around the team. Now's around the time that we see teams truly form an identity and we get a good grip in regard to what their makeup is. That's for sure. Um, before I let you go, we always like to talk some fantasy with you. That's for sure, and uh, and so. Let's start with with quarterbacks, quarterbacks that are flying under the radar that you feel that folks can can play in some DFS, or if uh, or if they're in a crunch and uh, and they need that quarterback to play. So I've been looking at Marcus Mariota a little bit in this one. Now that we've seen Miles Garrett be ruled out, I think this could be an interesting game for him. I would feel better if Cordero Patterson were healthy, but that's an interesting one. But he is very cheap on in DFS formats. A lot of other people are on Geno Smith, but I won't take Geno Smith because he's playing against Detroit, and I kind of want the I kind of want the Lions to win because I'm from Michigan, obviously. So you could use him. I'm not going to because I can't like you know my heart just isn't in it for that. But for for I but I do think Marcus Mariota is is a really interesting pick, and even I can see making the case for Jacoby Brissett as well. So either of those two in DFS formats are really interesting picks for me. Love it, love it. Running backs. All right, so obviously you could take Jamal Williams without, you know, DeAndre Swift playing, and you could play on my Detroit love. If you love me, you could do that. Obviously, Khalil <laughs> Herbert, all the backups who are, all the backups who are playing. But I, I think, like, maybe someone who's, like, not getting enough love, and this one is always tricky when you recommend any sort of New England running back, but Ramondre Stevenson could be a good pick against the Packers. But remember, they're not – Brian Hoyer is going to be a quarterback, so – it's going to be a little bit different game plan. But I also, Jets fans, love Brees Hall this week, too. Yeah, Brees Hall has been, been tremendous, hasn't he? He's very cheap in DFS, too, which is why I think it's still a good one. But Stevenson, you can get pretty cheap as well. All right, let's talk wide receivers. Who do you like? All right. So, obviously, Detroit's without – I keep coming back to Detroit. Like, this is it's too bad when my model and my heart is 
aligned. It's just too hard on me. You got to look to see who's playing for the Lions. I mean, look, you could in DFS take a really big flyer on Khalif Raymond because he's only 3,100 on DraftKings at least. So I'm looking at that or Josh Reynolds maybe. But I think one that maybe people are sleeping on is going to be Brandon Cooks against the Chargers who have tons of injuries. And that's a nice – I feel like people don't – like they kind of forget about him as the number one receiver in that case. So maybe maybe that's a that could be a good one too. And he's he's fairly inexpensive as well on I'm looking at the DFS formats right now. Thoughts on Mac Max Hollins now that Renfro has been ruled out because of a concussion. Yeah. I mean, we've seen a lot of my only problem is this secondary for the Broncos is really smart. And they are missing Justin Simmons, who's their, their safety that went to BC. I have to get my BC people into. But I do think that that's going to be – I mean, sure, why not? That could be that could be a good one if you wanted to. But, like, I think you have a – like, take the smarter option. Like, to me, Tyler Conklin is a much better pick. He's actually your tight end three on the season so far. He gets Pittsburgh. It's a good matchup for him in that. You know, those shorter passes could be a nice outlet for, you know, for Zach Wilson in this matchup. So mm-hmm. I think that one's like a, I'm going to use the word safer pick, but like I like that one better, you know. And then I also think for around the same price, David Njoku too is is a good one on DFS, in DFS. So those, so those are the, the, the sneaky good tight ends that you're eyeing heading yeah. in, into this week. And if you want to play the like early morning format, Irv Smith, I think, has a good opportunity, too, because Marshawn Lattimore is still there. They'll probably try to lock up Justin Jefferson. So they seem like they want to get the ball to Irv Smith, and it's maybe just maybe now, now's the week that that could happen for the Vikings. Great stuff as always, Cynthia. Thank you so much. Um, always yeah. great to hear your voice, and we so appreciate your time here on 98.7 ESPN. Thank you. Yeah, have a great week. Cynthia Freeland, you can see her all over the NFL Network. Quick break. We come back. We'll open up the phone lines, 800-919-3776. Let's start talking about uh, Zach Wilson and the Jets and his season debut against the Steelers. Also, you got some fantasy football questions. I'm here for you, 800-919-3776. Anita Marks with you, 98.7 ESPN.